got awarded for smacking his mom. He smacked his mother, and the teachers at school awarded him because they said something about we got to fight for our right to party. And um, so the kid, this true story, kids goes to school, gets awarded because his parents took away his game, but he, he somehow got it filmed on his little social network and smacked his parents and got to school and was awarded and said, good job, you stood up for your rights. So this morning, we're not going to award kids this morning for smacking their parents. This morning, we're going to award kids for learning God's word. Amen. So, um, and if you are a kid here and you smacked your parent, we have something else for you. Um, the kids got real quiet there. I don't know what's going on. Church, um, I just want to say I'm so blessed and, and pleased uh, to be able to do this this morning. This is probably one of my favorite parts of the morning uh, besides worshiping Jesus. And so um, I'm just going to call your name. If you are here, come to the front right here and line up right here. If you're not here, don't worry about it. Okay, here we go. So I need Lillian Bryant, Ari Garcia. I need Wesley, Imani, Mateo, Mia, Uriah, Kenzie, Maddie, Bella. Praise God. Amen. So um, right here it says, uh, oh, you know, what? I'm just going to get this out of the way. Um, you guys got first place in the district of Sacramento. And, and because of that, and because of that, you guys are eligible to go to the uh, regional down in San Diego. Amen. And, um, and because of that, a few of them have been, um, they're eligible to go to the world quiz off. And that's all the way in Indianapolis this year. So um, we're, we're, we'll see what happens there. I'm not sure. But at least my prayer, my hope is church today. I just kind of want to throw this out here. If you're able to give maybe on top of tithe and offerings, if you're able to uh, just give a little donation, we want to take the kids to San Diego. And we'd like to pay their way, um, you know, uh, the gas and staying there, staying the night. And um, last time it was a pretty crazy trip. It was amazing. We went down, we stayed, and then we, were, we came back. Then, yeah, we, it, was a, it was a pretty long trip, but they did a really good job. So, but we want to do the same thing, and uh, it costs a little money. So if you want to just, on top of your tithe envelope, if you can this morning, go ahead and just add a little extra donation, 10 bucks, 20 bucks, $100, $1,000, whatever God puts on your heart this morning. <laughs> Amen. Um, uh, so uh, I just want to, you know, I don't have, the, we don't really have the time this morning, but I just want to say all these kids did an amazing job. <laughs> all of them. And so we want to th say thank you to Jim and Cherie. Yes, thank you for standing right there. Thank you for standing. These kids deserve it. We stand, we stand before you. We salute you. I am so proud to call you. Yes, I, I am so proud. I really am. I am so proud of each and every one of you. As I look up here at, the, at this stage, I see kids from all different backgrounds, all, all different areas of life, and every single one of them give their best. Amen? Let's give him one more hand. Thank you. Matt, thank you so very much. All right, give those kids one more round of applause as they take their seats. Fantastic effort on everybody to be able to qualify for Worlds individually and regionals as a team is an awesome accomplishment. Before we get started today, we do have a few announcements. Home Cafe has a new feature drink for spring and summer. It's called Pastor's Passion Iced Tea, and all proceeds will be going to send our teens to Tampa Bay, Florida for uh, the Nazarene Youth Conference. So please buy one today. We're going to be uh, sending all these guys over there, so it's going to be, uh, you know, we need your help. <laughs> uh, Just Older Youth Potluck is April 23rd after the second service in the gym, so that is next week. Uh, bring a dish to share and uh, enjoy the potluck. Liberty Quartet is coming to home church April 28th at 7 p.m. 
Um, if you would like more information uh, on this event, you can call the church office. The mother-daughter brunch, May 13th at Red Hawk Golf Course. So you can sign up next Sunday, April 23rd in the foyer. So get ready for that. Start prepping your calendars, uh, calling your mom and or daughter, and uh, <laughs> sign yourselves up uh, next week. And um, speaking of sending all the teens to Tampa Bay, we've got a teen fundraiser car wash on June 3rd. So please come and support our teens. It's becoming an annual event. Uh, come on out, get your car wash, and uh, we're going to help send all these guys to uh, the Nazarene Youth Conference. So that's it for announcements. We had a pretty quick one today. Uh, we're going to go into our time of giving of tithes and offerings and prayer, and we just want to uh, thank everybody who has been faithful in giving through tithes and offerings. It is imperative that we have that, otherwise we cannot do all of the outreach and all of the programs that we do here. Uh, we offer three ways you can do that. You can do it in person, uh, in the box at the back of the sanctuary. You can do it online uh, through our website, or you can do it by mail. And as we enter a time of prayer, I'd ask that you stand with me and bow your heads. Father, we are so thankful to be gathered here under your name, to be able to cast aside whatever we have going on in life and take these times to truly fellowship with other believers, to worship you with our whole hearts. We ask that you would take our monetary donations, that you would take the, the time that we sing worship and praise to you, and you would use that to drive your kingdom forth into this world. We thank you for the opportunity that we have to help in any way in that mission, but we give all credit to you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth quaked, and the rocks were split, and the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming up from the graves after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. This, this, goes, this, this goes out to Mary Mallison. This goes out to Ren Banks, Lauren Morrill, Steve Ma, Nathan Andolo, Dick Cromie, Norma Sherwood, Bob Heaton, Lori Lewis, Jan Moyer, Bill Warner, and so many more. Amen. When the saints go marching in, guess what? They're marching with him this morning. And when it's my turn, I'm going to get in line. I'm going to be marching right with them. Hallelujah. Who's ready to worship Jesus? Amen. Amen. Yes. Oh, when the saints go marching in. Oh, when the saints go marching in. Oh, Lord, I want to be in that number. When the saints go marching in. Go marching in, oh, when the saints go marching. 
house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today, and we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. The God is surely in this place, and we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today, and we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. We shout out your praise. We shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. And we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. We won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. 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 to Thomas, reach your finger here and look at my hands, and reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet they believe. Good. 
sister pray this morning. Amado Padre, gracias por esta maravillosa mañana. Hay gozo, hay gozo en este lugar, Señor. Gracias, gracias por tus llagas, Señor, por esas heridas. Todo eso merecíamos nosotros. Gracias, Señor, por el soplo de tu Espíritu Santo, Señor. Gracias porque eres un Dios poderoso, maravilloso. Realmente hay gozo en esta iglesia, en este hogar. Escuchamos, esperamos las palabras tuyas a través de nuestro Pastor Carlos, Señor. Derrama tu sangre, derrama tu, tu palabra, en él, Señor, para que llegue a nuestros corazones, Señor. Bendice al pastor, bendice nuestra congregación, Señor. Oramos en el nombre de tu Hijo Jesús. Amén. Aleluya. Yes, Lord, we do thank you. We thank you for your faithfulness. Help us to be faithful to you, Lord. We thank and praise you that we all want to be in that number when Our time is up here on earth, and so help us to be in the number called up to heaven. And Lord, I too would pray for Pastor Carlos, and we thank you for our pastor who loves you, who loves us, and who loves the word of God. And so as he brings the word to us today, 
We pray for all of those who are here listening and all of those who are online listening, that they will hear the Holy Spirit through Pastor Carlos. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. Oh, I will sing. Oh, I will sing of the goodness of church. Thank you for this body. Bless your service, I pray. Mm-hmm. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 You may be seated this morning. Thank you. Thank you, musicians and worship team. We so appreciate you this morning. Amen. Yes, amen. Hallelujah. So a few weeks ago, I preached a sermon on um, Palm Sunday. And uh, oh, by the way, real quick, it's so good to have Bill uh, Cole with us this morning. Amen. Yeah. Um, I preached a sermon on Palm Sunday, and then I preached on Easter, obviously, and, and uh, so it's Palm Sunday, Easter s- Sunday, and then it's like, okay, what's next? And I thought to myself, what now? And the story that kind of popped up in my head was Thomas. Um, so I want to read out of John 11, verse 1. Turn that with me. John 11, verse 1. What now? Somebody say what. Somebody say what? what? Somebody say now. Yeah. What now? Amen. What now? It says right here, now a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary, and her sister Martha. It was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Do you remember that when she wiped Jesus' feet with her hair and she used a very costly perfume? Y'all remember that? Okay. Therefore, the sister sent to him saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is what? Sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, this sickness is not unto death. But for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. How many know God is always trying to get the praise and glory, and he will always get the praise because he could take any situation, even something like this, and turn it into good? Verse 5, now Jesus loved Martha and her sister. What did that say? Jesus what? Loved Martha and her sister, and he loved them. So when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. I have to read that again. That don't make sense to me. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister Lazarus, and when he heard he was sick, he immediately went to him and transformed the situation. <laughs> Is that what it says? Now, when Je- Jesus loved Martha and her sister Lazar- and Lazarus, and so when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in a place where he was. Huh. So he loves them, and he stays two more days. Um, I'm going to stop right there. Sometimes the love of God doesn't come right away so our faith can mature and grow 
Um, it's kind of like a parent who's always there at their child's beck and call um, and don't allow their, you ever see somebody like that in life? They, they're always there to, uh, to, to save them. Uh, and, and there's nothing wrong with helping your children, but sometimes your children need to be able to grow and learn. And so Jesus says, I love them. I will stay here two more days. It's crazy to me because sometimes just like kids, um, you know, believers can become codependent. Like baby Christians, can somebody say amen? But sometimes he's not there right away. Sometimes he's not there right away. Just like a loving parent would do as hard as it is to not be there right away. There's a faith, a maturity that's installed into us that can't be shaken. Jesus says, I love them. I'm going to stay two more days. Which helps me because sometimes I'm praying, God, answer this prayer. God, help me in the situation, and there's no response. And I got to remind myself, wait a second here. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Verse 7, then after this, he said to the disciples, let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, lately the Jews sought to stone you, and you are going there again? Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours in a day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if one walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. These things he said, and after he said to them, our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him up. Then the disciples said, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get well. However, Jesus spoke to his death, but they thought he was speaking about taking rest and sleep. Verse 14, then Jesus said to them plainly, hey guys, Lazarus is dead. And I am glad. Wait, what? Lazarus is dead and I am glad. Here's that love of God again. For your sakes, that I was not there, that you may... That you may believe, nevertheless, let us go to him. And this is what I'm trying to get to right here. This is where I want to get right here. This is where I, this is where I want to lay my hat right here. Then, thank you. Then, I'm going to say it one more time. I hope that we're on the same page. I thought some of the kids were right here. Would. Then, Thomas. Thomas, who is called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, let us go that we may die with him, Thomas. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, lately the Jews sought to stone you, verse 8, and you're going there again, verse 16. Then Thomas, who is called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. For generations and generations, this man Thomas has been marked has been stamped, we call him Doubting Thomas, that's right. But find me the doubt in verse 16. All the other disciples are scared. Thomas is the only one that says we will go with you because if they're going to kill you, they're going to have to kill me too. Wow. If they're going to kill you, Jesus they're going to have to kill me too. Doubting Thomas is not his name. And as I was reading, I started to realize the reason why Thomas had a hard time believing was because the pain of losing him. Not really the doubt. Can you imagine being Thomas? Coming to know this man, the Christ. Having your whole world revolutionized. Having your whole world changed. Everything is stops. He leaves his family, leaves his friends. Thomas is not a fisherman. He leaves everything, and he follows this man named the Christ, where Jesus says, foxes don't have holes. Foxes will have holes. Birds have nests. But the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Thank you. And Thomas leaves it all, and he follows this man named Jesus. He believes in Jesus. He he, he loves Jesus, and he says, I'm not going without you because there's no way we're going to let you go without us because there's no point to life without you in it. There's no point to life, Jesus. You're going to go? 
that these disciples here are saying, hey, man, they're going to stone you. Let's not do this. And Thomas says, hey, let's go. If they stone you, they're going to kill me too. It's okay. Because what else is there to life? <laughs> what else is there to life? If you're gone, Jesus, and I got to say, if I didn't have Jesus in my life, eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die. What else is there to life? If you're not here, Jesus, Doubting Thomas, we have stamped him, we have labeled him, we call him Doubting Thomas because of a little struggle that he had in his life, and now he's Doubting Thomas. The pain that produced the struggle, I believe we can all go through this at times. And so as I close my eyes, close your eyes with me, just for a second, close your eyes with me. Close your eyes and just picture, I want you to picture, if, you, if you're good at drawing in your head, um, maybe picture Thomas and see him watch Jesus get beaten whipped. Thomas is standing there. He's watching Jesus get hit in the face. Jesus' beard being pulled out by Roman soldiers, uh, policemen of the day, and a crown of thorns on top of Jesus' head as they take the crown and they they. They, they hold it down and they start shoving it over his head and now blood starts pouring out. Thomas is watching all of this and you have to believe Thomas knows that Jesus Christ has the power to take himself off the cross. You have to believe that Thomas knew at that time. Thomas is going, what are you doing? What, why are you letting them do this to you? I saw you. What are you doing? Thomas has already seen him raise Lazarus. You could open your eyes. Sorry. I was going, man, why are people falling asleep? Oh, yeah, I told them to close their eyes. <laughs> yeah. Thinking the old people are really getting into it, or they're just falling asleep. They're like, thank God he told us to close their eyes. Thomas has already seen Lazarus be raised from the dead. Thomas has already seen a sick child that was laying there dead come to life. Thomas has seen Jesus move mountains and do crazy things. And Thomas is saying, if you're dying, I'm dying too. If you're dying, Jesus, I'm going to die too. Let's go. And all of a sudden, he's standing there going, wait, wait, wait. What are you, what are you doing? Then Thomas hears him say, my God, why have you forsaken me? What is Thomas thinking now? The one who said, hey, Jesus, I got you. If you're going to die, I'm dying too. Now all of a sudden, this, this confidence and this love is now, wait, wait, wait. Into my hand, into your hand. So he's saying, I commit my spirit to you. What's Thomas feeling now? What's Thomas thinking now? It is finished. What's Thomas thinking now? You hear this man who was raised, he says, it is finished. Then they take a spear and they stick it in Jesus' side and blood and water start coming out. What's Thomas feeling? What is Thomas thinking now? What do I go back to? You already spent three and a half years following the Son of God in flesh. We call him Doubting Thomas because of the pain of the cross, pain of a loss. And the disciples come to him and they say, Thomas, guess what? We have, we, fast forwarding a little bit, they say, Thomas, we've, we've, seen, we've seen Jesus. And Thomas is like, no way. Guys, I've already been there. I've already been there. What are you doing? Hey, he left me. Don't tell me that. I saw him die with my own eyes. And I'm going to do whatever it takes not to feel that again. I'm going to build some walls to protect my heart so I don't ever feel this again. Now, Thomas doesn't say that, but this is how he's living. I'm going to build some walls so I don't ever feel that pain of losing someone ever again. I'll never forget standing by a gravesite, a wonderful man named Jake. I'm standing there. It was the first funeral I ever sang at. 
And I'm standing by the graveside, and he's looking at his wife. Everyone's gone, and he's standing there, and he's yelling into the coffin. He's saying, why did you leave me? Why would you leave me now? And Thomas, he's seen resurrection power, and he's going, you left me. Don't tell me this. You've seen him. Don't talk to me about this. Don't talk to me about revival. Don't talk to me about resurrection power. I saw it die with my own eyes. Don't talk to me. Don't tell me God can heal me. Don't tell me God can heal me when he took my family member. Don't tell me this. We don't say that, but we, we, we feel that. We live that. How, how dare you tell me? I saw him die. And I'm not going to allow my heart to go there again. People let me down. I can't trust people. A pastor years ago hurt me. I'll never trust another pastor again. I was wounded. My, my heart, people took advantage of me. So people who have experienced this pain like Thomas walk into something like this and they don't even know how to allow their heart to experience God again because they have bought into the lie of Satan that the wall they put up that they feel is protecting them is actually robbing them for believing even after death or resurrection. It's robbing them and they feel it's protecting them but it's doing the complete opposite. It's hard to understand though the level of pain Thomas was dealing with if you don't understand the level of commitment he put in. It's kind of like a, an athlete who sprains their ankle and they can't play sports for a little bit and they're just mortified. And you're like, hey, it's no big deal. You still got 20 million in the bank. What's the problem? No, you won't understand unless you understand the commitment they put, the level of commitment that they put into the game. The love. Thomas is right there. So here's Jesus. He shows himself to the disciples, and Thomas is not with them. Thomas is doing his own thing. He's off on a new adventure. He's not hiding. The other disciples, you go into the story, were hiding. Thomas is not hiding. He's got to protect himself. He's, he's believed in it before. He was involved before. He was in ministry before. He showed up on time for church before. He wasn't the first one out of the door before. He was the last one closing the door. Thomas was involved. Thomas did it before, but not anymore. Not after he found out the church was full of hypocrites. I say that because I was at the help coffee shop the other day, and I'm talking to this church kid. I didn't even know, and I said, hey, where do you go to church? And I didn't even know they, were, I, they don't even look like they go to church. They said, I used to go to church. I was raised in church. I said, yeah? Yeah, not anymore. I said, why not? He said, church are full of hypocrites. I said, you know what? You're brilliant. You're right. And they looked at me like they never, they looked like me like a deer in the headlight. Said, what? I said, no, you're right. People are people. They're everywhere. I don't know if your parents ever told you this, and I said it sarcastically, but you're very smart. <laughs> I said, well, I do, go, I do go to UNR. I said, yeah. No, you, man, you are smart. People are bad. I said, but let me tell you something. People, we don't, we don't do this for people, young man. People didn't come from heaven to earth for you. People didn't live a perfect life for you. People didn't hang on a cross when they didn't do anything wrong for you. People didn't rise from the grave for you. People is not standing at the right hand of the Father. People did not do this. We need to take this thing off of people, young man, and put it back onto what really matters, and that's him. That's him. Got a text yesterday saying, I thought about what you said, Carlos. I might be going to church one of these days, back to his parents' church. Hey, it, they're everywhere. 
I want you to go to John chapter 20. I I'm not, I'm not, don't want to read it yet. John chapter 20, just turn there with me. I want to talk to somebody about their disappointment. My sermon switched up right here when I, after I spoke to this young man. I, disappointment. It didn't turn out the way you thought it would turn out. Somebody say Thomas. Thomas. Disappointment. This is not what you had in mind 20 years ago. Your dream went a little differently. You thought you would be here by now, but you're not here. You thought your kids would be here by now, but they're not here. You thought, I thought, we thought, we buried people that we thought would still be alive today with us. It wasn't supposed to turn out this way. That's where Thomas is right now. And we call him Doubting Thomas. This is where Thomas is right now. John chapter 20, verse 19. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them again, Peace to you, as the Father has sent me. I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them. And he said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Now, Thomas called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. Thomas missed it. Thomas missed it. God in flesh breathed on them, and Thomas is nowhere to be found. He's doing something else. Maybe he thought he was protecting himself. He's upset. He's mad. I don't ever want to experience this pain again. I will always love him. I will miss him. I will never doubt that he existed. Oh, no, 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 but I don't think he's alive. And I don't think he doubted. I just think, Thomas, he was afraid to believe again. We call him Doubting Thomas. I think Thomas was afraid to believe again. And I don't have time to go into the whole story, but also he, you, can, you can picture Thomas being like, Mary Magdalene, really? He, he's going to reveal himself to Mary Magdalene first? And she's going to come and tell you guys? And you guys are going to believe? You think he would pick somebody better than Mary Magdalene? Somebody with a better reputation than Mary Magdalene? Huh? you got to be kidding me. Carlos? No, he's not Carlos. You think, Car you think God would pick somebody better than Carlos to reveal the word of the Lord to us? Amen? Mary Magdalene? He picked her? Yeah, he picked her. He picked you. He picked me. He's just looking for people to pick him back. Amen. Verse 25, the other disciples therefore said to him, we have seen the Lord. So he said to them, unless I see the hands and the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and put my hand into the, his side, I will not believe. I don't think this was doubt talking. I think this was disappointment. This was betrayal. This was hurt. This was pain. I don't ever want to experience. Don't tell me he's alive. Verse 26, and after eight days, his disciples were again inside. And I love these next four words. And Thomas was with them. And Thomas was with them. I'm hurting. I'm lost. I'm confused. I'm upset. Thomas says, but you know what? If there's a chance, 
if there's a chance, I'm here. I might not be right here in the front row, the second row, the third row. I might be, I might be right now in the foyer. Luke, is the sound on in the foyer? Is it working? Okay. I might be in the foyer right now listening. Matter of fact, there's a few people I see walking right now. <laughs> God sees you this morning. I might be, I might be over here in the corner. I might be right here in the front. I'm here, but I'm not. I still got my walls put up. But if there's a chance... If there's a chance, this is where Thomas is, if, if there's a chance. Jesus came, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, peace to you. Jesus came, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, peace to you. I got to read that one more time, I'm not sure if you understood that. Jesus came, the doors being shut, stood in the midst of them, peace to you. This shows me right here, no matter how many walls you put up in your life, our, we serve a kind of God who's so merciful, merciful and gracious, he can go through those walls. And Jesus comes through the walls, he shows up right there, and it's also, it's amazing because it looks familiar, verse 19 said the same thing, and so it shows me Jesus didn't come back for the disciples, he leaves the 99 and he goes after the one. So he's right there, verse 27, then he said to Thomas, reach your finger here and look at my hands and reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. It's an amazing thing. Everyone, he, everyone that believes, he goes right past him, goes straight to Thomas. He goes straight to me. He goes straight to you. Because even after Resurrection Sunday, like last week, we can still have some unbelief in our heart. We can still have some disappointment in our life. Verse 28, and Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen me and yet believed. I can't call him doubting Thomas anymore. Thomas, the one who says, let us go also that we may die with him. That's what he said before Jesus died. Let us go also that we may die with him. And what's amazing is this is how Thomas finished his life. Some scholars say outside of Peter and Paul, Thomas, his ministry was one of the biggest. He, he went to a place so many years ago, reached a place called India. Do we have any brothers and sisters here from India? Anybody? India? Two right here. Praise God. Can we say amen? amen. India. You ever met Thomas? No, I'm joking. Yes. <laughs> India, so many years ago. So may this be an encouragement to you and a reminder. It's not what you go through, it's how you finish. Because the pain that you have for a moment, yeah, it's real, it's there, but the faith in God even when it seems like all hope is lost, will get you through because he's the kind of God, and I'll say it again, that can walk through walls. And even if he has to, if he has to, he will. Even if he has to show you, he says, you know what? Some, some will believe, they don't need to see, but even if he has to, he will come to you. He will come to you. He will show you his hands. He will show you his side. He will show you something. You just have to be there. And what's a beautiful thing is you're here this morning and we can't see his hands. We can't see his side. But that's why I love the verse because he says, blessed are those who haven't seen yet still believe. And I'm looking over this auditorium. I'm looking at people who believe. But maybe this morning, maybe you're in some disappointment. Maybe you're, I didn't, 
Palm Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, now we're here, now what? Believe. Amen? Amen. Let's bow our heads this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. We serve such a, an amazing God who is here this morning, even after resurrection. I love how he didn't tell Thomas, where were you, Thomas, when I showed up the first time? Where were you? No, I love he, I, Go tell my disciples and Peter. He comes back for Thomas. He comes back for you. He comes back for me. He comes back. <laughs> he says, you know, he, he knew Thomas wasn't a bad guy. Thomas wanted to do his right. Thomas was just hurt. He was upset. He was hurt. He was mad. He was, he was angry inside. And he, Jesus, hey, Thomas, look, hey, I'm right here. We serve a loving God who says that to you this morning. I'm here. I'm here. You're here this morning and say, Pastor Cross, I'm not right with Jesus. I'm dealing with discouragement, and this discouragement is actually turned into sin. It's turned into unbelief and And, and we all know unbelief is, is sin. Pray for me. I want, I want to be healed. I want to be touched by God. But you need to step out in faith. Yeah, you're here physically, but are you here spiritually? Is your heart here? Is your heart here? Have you ever, ever in your life come down to the altar and said the sinner's prayer? Have you ever came in your heart and prayed to God? Have you ever done that? Maybe you have, maybe you have fallen away and you say, Pastor Cross, I'm not right with God. I want to receive Jesus this morning. No one's looking around, all heads bow, eyes closed right now, just for a moment. You say, Pastor Cross, pray for me. You raise your hand right now. I want to receive Jesus. Amen. God sees that hand. God sees that hand. Anybody else? You want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. God sees that hand. Hallelujah. Amen. God sees that hand. Praise this man. Just line up right here with me, just right here. No one's looking around. If you feel led to come behind these brothers and sisters, I want you to come with me right here. I want you to stand behind them. I want to put, we're going to put hands on here. Why don't you come right here? Yeah. Amen. Amen. We're going to pray. I just feel a leading right now. And don't wait until it's too late. If you're sitting right now and you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you want to ask him into your heart, come right now. Stand beside Bella. Stand beside my brother Johnny. Stand beside Ansa. Stand beside me this morning. You want to receive Jesus. You want to pray. You want to ask him into your heart. This morning, heaven rejoices because you are asking him into your life. You say, I'm going to leave the old man. I, I, God, I, I'm, I'm tired of doing it my way. I want to do it your way. And right here, by the grace of God, this is no judgment zone. We are all sinners and we all need forgiveness. Every single one of us in this place. And so we thank God for his mercy and grace. But we need to lift our voice and believe. Pray with me. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me of my sin. I am sorry 
I repent. I turn to you. I give you my life. Take my life and use me. I surrender it to you. I do believe you died for me and you rose on the third day and you're coming back for me, back for my family, my children, my life. Thank you. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Give God praise this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated this morning. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Let's all stand, church. Hallelujah. What a beautiful thing. You know, the world may look at what just happened like it's no big deal, but the devil doesn't. He knows exactly what happened. And I know we have some young children here praying here at the altar, and so we just want to bow our heads this morning in reverence to God, and um, we want to dismiss this morning. Again, it's so good to see your faces, and uh, so good to have so many of you back. Hallelujah. And I just want to encourage you as we're going into second service, um, just say a prayer for us. Say a prayer for me. And um, as we're leaving, maybe in your car, um, just people that God's working with, Again, you gave your life to Jesus this morning. It's a, it's a new beginning. It's a fresh start. And uh, we're here for you. My encouragement is just to get involved. Get involved. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. All heads bowed, all eyes closed. Let's dismiss this morning. Father, in Jesus' name, I just want to thank you. I want to thank you for this church body. I want to thank you um, for the word for speaking to us and for touching even my life this morning, this weekend, and opening my eyes so much. Um, I and I believe all of us are still learning, and I just thank you for your grace and mercy. I pray your Holy Spirit over us as we leave, as we go home, um, and I pray, Lord, that this week as we interact with people, as we're calling people, that you would um, show us open opportunities, open doors for us, that we may speak your name, that your name be glorified so people's lives can be touched forever. Use us all this week. Um, touch someone. I pray, God, that you'd also protect us as a church family, a church body from um, viruses and, and uh, Satan's attacks and the, from, from the world. And so I'm believing in Jesus' name that your blood covers us all by the blood of Christ, by the, in the name of Jesus. We are healed, we are delivered, and we are safe. Protect us as we leave, and may we come back safely next week, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Be blessed, church. Thank you. Amen.